from Zamo Digital. Welcome to the SaaS Marketing Superstars Podcast with your host, Aaron Sikowski. This is the show where we uncover proven growth strategies from CMOs and marketing leaders behind some of the fastest growing SaaS companies. Hey, superstars. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Aaron Zikowski, and today I'm chatting with Jack Paxton. Jack is the founder of Viper.io, a viral giveaway and contest software platform. In addition to Viper, Jack also runs Top Growth Marketing, a paid ads agency where he profitably managed over $150 million in ad spend for his e-commerce clients. Hey, Jack, how are you doing today? Great. How are you, Aaron? Doing great. Super excited to have you on today. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. I would love it if you could just... Love it if you could just kind of give us a little bit more about you, about Viper, just kind of tell us, you know, who you are and a little bit more about the company and, and what you guys do. Yeah, sure. So uh, I originally started out, uh, you know, buying Facebook ads for e-commerce stores and got all of my experience through, uh, you know, essentially trying to drive spend and ROAS from, you know, direct response sort of view. And then uh, after a while, we stumbled across uh, giveaways and contests and growing our clients' email lists as well as um, you know, just driving a huge amount of engagement and traffic. And so after we had used a few tools, me and my co-founder figured that uh, we could probably build something better. And so that's how Viper started. And yeah, it was really kind of a tool that was built from you know, a strategy that we had found that was working for e-commerce stores. And then we sort of built the product to then start selling it as a SaaS product for other e-commerce stores mostly. But then it kind of mm-hmm. like expanded into referral marketing. And we started seeing, you know, all, tw- all types of different businesses start come through. Uh, so yeah, it all, it all kind of started from e-commerce, Facebook ads, um, and yeah. then uh, expanded into creating the solution. Nice. So can you tell us a little bit, you know, just so listeners understand, a case study, kind of what does the funnel look like? What, what someone's experience is for a user who's using a Viper app? Yeah, sure. So the main fundamentals of it comes down to the gamification and incentivization. So people don't just do stuff for free anymore. Like organic is great, but, you know, it's a, a lot of work getting people to follow you on social, join your email list, comment and tag friends, refer others. So the funnel kind of looks like a some sort of sort of incentive up front. So something for free. So people love free stuff. So a giveaway, you know, enter this to win XYZ, like an iPhone or something. And then as you enter, we collect the name and email, and then you go through to a dashboard where everybody has their own referral link and you have bonus actions. And essentially, all those bonus actions of what we used to use to uh, get more shares on our ads, get more people tagging friends on ads, uh, getting people to even just engage and comment on ads or blog posts. Um, you can really make those bonus actions whatever you want. And the way that the referral aspect and gamification aspect works is that you get points for completing all these actions or referring leads or customers. So that's how companies are sort of using our tool to run these giveaways and contests and not only generate revenue from referral sales, but also stimulate traffic, engagement, and all that sort of stuff. So we have a bunch of case studies, uh, most in the e-commerce space, but we're starting to do a few more in the digital product space and educational space. And uh, you know, these guys, depending on their effort that they put in and also the size of their company, when they start, they're doing you know between you know a few thousand emails from a single giveaway. Some of them doing hundreds of thousands of emails per giveaways. So it's a really scalable tactic. Um, you know, companies have been using giveaways and contests forever, um, 
And we've got sort of the referral marketing built in so that you can also use it for referral programs or loyalty programs and that sort of stuff. So we're seeing a lot of cool stuff being done in the referral space, uh, especially at the moment as people are looking for you know, how they can possibly decrease their ad spends um, and save some money um, and really look yeah. at referral as an option. Sweet. That sounds awesome. In fact, uh, I happen to have come across one of your, your contests last week. It was funny because, you know, we just met in person, you and I, about a, a week and a half, two weeks ago. And then like the next day, I was signed up for an ebook someplace. And then the next page was, you know, a, a contest from, from Viper where it was, you know, you know, share this with your network, tweet it and get extra points and win a prize. So I thought it was really cool and, and something I might be using as well for some of our clients. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit, a little bit about the company. You know, how, how big are you guys? How long you've been around? Yeah, so we've been around for I think a bit over three years now. It's got to be close to coming on four. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, a little while. We've got about six people on the team. Um, you know, I kind of have a co-founder and I handle the marketing side of things, and my co-founder is kind of CTO style. So it's a great match. Um, you know, it's it's really good finding a co-founder that has a complementary skill set. So we've been building it for, yeah, probably like three years and it's kind of continually expanded. We tried a bunch of different things along the way, um, pivoted many, many times uh, to try and find out what works, um, you know, test out a lot of different price points. Uh, so yeah, it's been a long road. It's hard to imagine uh, that this is where we ended up compared to what we started with. Yep. But, um, but yeah, it's been really interesting over the last three years. All right. So it sounds like you've tried a lot of things. So, so tell me a little bit on the marketing side. Um, what's kind of been the, uh, the main source of growth for you guys in terms of, of traffic and customers and, and acquisition? Um, you can say over the, over the history of the company, but you know, let's say over the last year, more specifically. Yeah, that's a great point because I'd love to actually talk to you about this. So I originally went straight to Facebook ads because I had done that for e-commerce. But I yeah. quickly found that I couldn't get Facebook ads to work for our SaaS product. Um, like the CPAs and the ROAS just didn't back out to what we wanted yeah. it to be. Um, so I'd love to get your ideas on on how how you would do it um, because I definitely couldn't get it work because so I was all my background was in e-commerce and I knew what worked there and I knew how to scale that. And then when I applied those same sort of things to uh, you know uh, Facebook for our SaaS, we just didn't get the results that we needed. So then we pivoted to Google Ads. Um, we found much more success with you know B two B on Google Search. Um, and we've been playing around with some YouTube stuff, but I would say the biggest, uh, I suppose, success was uh, partnering up with people and doing joint trainings, um, doing collaboration blog posts, um, you know, creating value with partners, and then okay. that would help us, um, I suppose, get in front of new networks. And so I would say content marketing was really the if you were to give it a label. It would be like mm-hmm. content marketing and then also, you know, guest posting, outreach and joint collaborations in terms of webinars and training courses. So really content marketing, I would say is the main, yeah. main way that we did it. Um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, that's probably been the best. And then we also have a pretty decent affiliate program um, okay. that we set up probably year two. And that sort of worked really well in conjunction with all these partnerships we were doing because we would also offer them to be in the affiliate program so that when we did do these joint webinars or trainings or blog posts, they would actually get some sort of kickback as well. So it was an incentive for them to also help you know, promote Viper. So I would say that was the best strategy, but I would love to hear your thoughts on Facebook ads for, uh, for something like Viper. 
Yeah, that's, uh, you put me on the spot there a little bit. I haven't given that any thought. But I mean, typically what we see works the best with Facebook ads, but with our clients is when there's some kind of free trial or freemium offer. So if you kind of push people into something like that, and then maybe on the back end, use your own product. I think, you know, if you can, you know, figure out what your target cost per acquisition is going to be, then, you know, come close to that. But then if on the back end, you can get them to share your product virally in order for maybe, you know, win an extra month of your trial or something like that, or, or you know, whatever the prize may be. Um, if you can get three customers for the price of acquiring one customer, you've just cut your cost per acquisition quite a bit. And mm-hmm. you know, if that works for SaaS, you know that's that's an incredible product yeah. right there. Um, yeah. Because you know, the other thing, what, what else to try? That that could be a whole episode by itself. How, how to grow your company with SaaS? So <laughs> might not go too far with that. Yeah. Um, what I'd actually love to hear from, based on what you said, is you know, with all the JVs and the content, you know, what does that content look like? It's something that I've been fascinated with for for a while now. It's how to use content, not just to drive traffic, but to drive conversions and sales and, and, and users and customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what kind of content are you actually using within those JVs and within the blog posts and such like that? Yeah. So a lot of it is you know, case study style things. So it's like how customers are getting results. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we don't necessarily do like a hard pitch to use something like Viper or something, but we show people how they can build audiences, build email lists, and then how to monetize those. And then a lot of mm-hmm. that feeds back into what the case studies that we create where you know we handpick a few customers that have extremely successful campaigns and we learn mm-hmm. from their campaigns and that helps us create content for these uh, training sessions or webinars and that sort of thing. So I would say it's a combination of obviously seeing all the data of all of our, our customers helps us know what's working, what's not working. But then also okay. diving deep into some of these customer campaigns helps us create content that can be used as training for other people who want to run giveaways and contests, but they don't know they want to run a giveaway and contest yet. All they know is they want more traffic, more email lists, or more sales. And so Mm -hmm. we back those end goals out into the training around, okay, how do you get those things using referral marketing, giveaways, contests, and referral programs? Uh And so what what does the the JV relationship look like? And how do you go and find those, those right people for the JVs? Yeah. So in terms of the JVs, a lot of the kind of... like We're based in LA. So we're very fortunate that we kind of just run into people like you and me ran into each other. Um, very fortunate right. to be in LA where we run into a lot of people who you know have large followings or are in the digital marketing space. It's also helped a little bit coming from the Facebook ads background and having a lot of connections in that space. So those JVs kind of come through personal connections, I would say. Uh, and then there's some sort of outreach, but a lot of the time it's pretty organic in just like, Hitting each other up on Facebook or something or LinkedIn, know each other, and then you know throwing in the idea to maybe do a joint webinar or throwing in the idea to do you know something like this a podcast. Um, but yeah, we've really tried to push for content stuff, so uh, you know blog posts and guides and that sort of thing. So a lot of the affiliates we also join up with, we also write in-depth blog post content uh, for them, mm-hmm. and so that helps us get in front of a new audience create some content for the affiliate and then they obviously get paid out on on any commissions that uh, come from referrals through that blog post. So we've really lent into the content side of things just because search has been really good because our product, a lot of people search for you know top tools for giveaways, top giveaway software. They're very, right. very direct response search terms. And there's so many giveaway and software tools out there that a lot of people are just doing that comparison to see, okay, which one has you know the best reviews, which one what's what's all the pricing, what are the results that these tools are getting? So a lot of people are doing just a price comparison. 
um, between a lot of these. And then you've got to slide in there and provide value so that because ours is priced a lot higher than competitors now, we actually decided to shift up our pricing model to go over quantity over quality, uh, sorry, quality over quantity. And so we have to prove value in a lot of our content because we aren't trying to go after the cheapest price anymore. The SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast is brought to you by Zamo Digital Marketing, your go-to Facebook ads agency for scaling SaaS companies. The team at Zamo Digital are the experts in growing and scaling trial and demo signups for leading SaaS companies like Envision, DigitalOcean, Lessonly, and many more. Download our free SaaS scaling framework over at zamodigital.com slash framework. And now back to the show. So you've mentioned, you know, you, you expected Facebook ads to, to work for you and, and, you know, it hasn't up until now. And we could chat offline a bit about, you know, maybe some ideas to make that work a little better for you. Um, let me ask you, if you were looking for a new acquisition channel you know, tomorrow, what, what are you kind of thinking about as kind of the next step and the next opportunity that you want to go and try? Yeah. So when I say Facebook didn't work, I think scaling didn't work. So we still use it for remarketing just because mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram is great for remarketing. Um, you know, the type of content that you can show is so much more rich than something that you can show in like a search engine or SEM environment. So I would say the prospecting didn't work too well. Um, and that's where we went to content, but but yeah, the next channel, uh, that's a tough one. Like I think organic LinkedIn has been doing relatively well for us recently. Um, so again, it's coming back to that content, like just providing that value. And then maybe some of the upcoming platforms, such as like, you know, TikTok and stuff like that, you know, it's really cheap to advertise there right now. Um, It's still a pretty young demographic. I don't know how well it's going to work for B2B. But um, but if we were going to maybe do some test budget, you know, you'd have to do maybe some Gary Vee style stuff on uh, on TikTok. Yeah, I hear that. Um, so you mentioned LinkedIn a little bit. Um, I've noticed recently, I, I'm, you know, we're connected on LinkedIn for a while now. Um, what's kind of working with you organically? There's a lot of talk these days about you know the, the reach and the algorithm are, are really maturing on LinkedIn. So what have you found to be working over there for you? Yeah, so we are mostly doing like short little tip videos. Um, so it's, you know, like 40 seconds to three minute tip videos on just mm-hmm. marketing help. So tips on improving email open rates, tips on improving landing page conversion rates, that sort of stuff. And a lot of that generates a lot of conversations that lead into these JVs or it leads into booking demos and that sort of stuff. So it's not super aggressive saying like, buy now. It's providing that value. And then our remarketing is obviously a little bit stronger pitch. It's like, hey, this is a product demo recording. You know, Sign up now. Um, but yeah, a lot of the top of the funnel stuff has definitely been just tip videos in the areas that we know that people need our product in. So mostly e-commerce stuff and okay. all the different types of marketing they use and helping them improve those. And so when we give email marketing tips, they're like, okay, they're great email marketing tips. Oh, wait, I need to grow my email list. What's a great way to do that? Oh, give- giveaways and contests. That's an awesome case study that these guys did that generated 60,000 emails. I might try that. Nice. Love it. Um, so let me ask you a question then. In, uh, in your role as a founder and, and essentially the head of marketing for the company, what, what tool or service or feature are you looking for? Like what can somebody create that would, would make your job and your life easier for you today? 
Yeah, that is a good one. Um, because yeah, if we knew knew the exact thing, we'd probably make it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, I think it's really tough. Like, I know there's already tools out here, but just kind of like keeping track of. Like I suppose we use sales tools, but just kind of like keeping track of all the different content that you have everywhere and trying mm-hmm. to maintain the conversations on those and how like AI could start maybe helping out with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, reading the conversation comments and then replying with, you know, the correct links or assets that we would respond with. So I would say it'd be really cool if someone could create some sort of, um, you know, universal, uh, I suppose, AI content processing platform that pulls in all your different social feeds and can somehow start answering some of your social comments because you know you do only have a certain amount of time in a day um, and it's very easy to get locked into like just hours of mindless commenting and engagement on social yeah um, it has a long-term positive effect because you build those relationships you're building building the engagement which is really important but yeah I'm sure that at some point if someone could create some sort of you know, AI autoresponder that was good enough. Um, it obviously yeah, it's a cool idea. pick up on your pick up on your tone, voice, and you know, skill set. Maybe if you had like an asset library that it could pull from too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the idea. If I, if I think about it, you know, this is the first I've heard of an idea like that. If, if you think about what's going on with the chatbots, like the drifts, the intercoms of the world, which are using AI to be able to automatically answer certain questions based on what's going on and based on the tone. I mean, it's not there's there's logic trees that those things are building, obviously, but if you could use that same logic to to read the comments going on on your Facebook ads and your LinkedIn posts and all those other things like you're saying, you know, mm. definitely seems reasonable that, that someone can come up with that. It's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. There's tons of things that we should go out and build. But uh, yeah, but yeah, just thinking about how I break down my day and where I spend my time, it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard to break up each task and give them an exact value. But I can definitely yeah. see that you know, social media and that engagement, and that relationship building is very, very time consuming. Um, yeah. But obviously- so are you doing all that yourself manually? Like you're, you're signing in every day at each of the platforms and, and you're, you're commenting and engaging? Most of it, yeah. Um, yeah. Like the basic stuff, we have, you know, a guy that helps out with all the posting and all the basic replying and commenting and descriptions and all that sort of stuff. But if there's mm-hmm. stuff that's specifically needed to be answered by me, then yeah, I'll be, I'll be in there every day answering all of those. Awesome. So based on all your experience in, in launching a SaaS and running an agency and all these things, um, what would be your advice for somebody who's, who's getting started with, with a new SaaS platform tomorrow? And I've got a lot of people in my audience and my community who are kind of in a much earlier stage in their business than you are. And they're, they're trying to get their, their first bit of traction to get started. Um, what advice would you, would you give to those people? Yeah. So I would definitely tell them to try and find a co-founder. Um, I would say the journey has been a lot easier having a co-founder who can, so you can keep each other accountable. You can have, um, you know, complementary skill sets. And I think it's been a lot easier journey than if I was to do it solo or if my co-founder was to do it solo. So that would be one thing. Think about if you, if you want to have a founder. Um, and then the second thing, how we sort of got started was, uh, someone put us on product hunt and that's how we got our first hundred customers. Um, we essentially, weren't expecting it. And then one day just woke up and it was on Product Hunt and then offered a Product yeah. Hunt deal. So we weren't ready to launch at that point. But I would say you know, shipping as soon as you can to get users in the door and get that feedback. Because what we originally built and what the customers actually wanted was completely different. So um, we're coming out with another SaaS product at the moment. And you know, we might be over-engineering it a little bit. But um, 
but I need to listen to my own advice here. But getting it out and getting some users in will give you much better feedback than trying to constantly tweak to make it perfect before launch. And I know this is kind of a common piece of advice by a lot of SaaS people. Um, But when you're going through it, it actually, you do see yourself falling into that trap. Um, So yeah, I would say co-founder, launch and get user data. um, And then, yeah, if you wanted to go to that next step, start, you know, really understanding your, your core customer. Um, because uh, some of those customers that we started out with like three years ago are still around. Um, and those are the super passionate guys that really care about the features that you put in and the mm-hmm. direction of the tool. That's great advice. And uh, even though we might hear some of that advice from, from other sources frequently, it's still going to be reminded because some of those... Uh, I think a lot of us you know, as founders and, and, and SaaS operators, um, we might hear it, but we need to be reminded of it a whole lot of time because we just kind of want to make our product perfect before we launch it to the world because we're just afraid of that that rejection or those those negative comments that might come. But those are those things that really help help us to grow. Yeah, well, I, I feel like we're going down this path right now and over-engineering it. But like, you're always worried that you're, you're going to launch something and something's going to be broken and it's going to set you like, you know, 10 steps back instead of one step forward. Um, yeah. But yeah, finding a point where it's, I suppose, functional enough to actually work and... You know, not going to ruin someone's day. <laughs> you got to find that point uh, where you can start getting some beta testers in there. Yeah, perfect. Love it. Uh, this is going to be great. Uh, what we're going to do now, let's jump into the lightning round. Some quick questions just to kind of, you know, open up your brain a little bit and, and share, with, uh, share with the community. Um, but first, on, on a personal note, just a little bit about you, just because I'm a family guy and I like to know about, you know, my new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, are you single, married, kids? Uh, married, no kids. All right. Um, what book would you recommend to our listeners? Could be a business book, could be a fiction, nonfiction. Um, I've read a lot of like digital marketing self-help books. So I would say, you know, as much as I hate to say it, Russell Brunson's stuff is actually really good. Um, and then recently I found this Australian guy who's similar to Russell Brunson and he's got a book called Sell Like Crazy. And he's done a really good job at understanding customer psychology. Um, so there's some really interesting stuff about there for copywriters. Um, so writing really good copy is, I think the focus of that book, at least I'm halfway through so far it has been. So yeah, I would recommend that if anybody's looking to try and increase their skill set in the copywriting division. Great. Um, and what is your favorite marketing or productivity tool? Uh, hopefully besides Viper. Um, Productivity. Well, I'm on calls and meetings most days. So I use a tool called Polymail. Um, Polymail, it's called? Yeah. And okay. pros and cons. Like sometimes it just chews up all my, all my power, processing power, <laughs> because I've got so many <laughs> different email accounts that are feeding into it. But it's, uh, it's very good at keeping me organized with follow-ups, automating calendar invites, that sort of stuff. Okay. And who is your favorite marketer to learn from? Hmm. So from the marketing agency side and e-commerce, it's probably Ezra Firestone and Molly Pittman. They're really good. Um, And then from the SaaS side, um, love to hate him, but um, Latka. Latka, yeah. He's he's great. Like his content is just absolute fire. Um, You just don't want to be the one in the content. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to be on his hot seat. I agree with that. Um, and what is your favorite website or online community that you'd like to engage in and be a part of to, to learn? 
Um, I would still say Facebook groups. Um, I know they're losing a little bit of traction as, you know, more shiny tools come out. But, uh, but yeah, we still have like pretty good connections with our own Facebook group. And then in other Facebook groups, it's a great way to kind of like meet similar people to you and uh, build, build much better relationships. I feel like LinkedIn is getting a bit too spammy. Yeah. Um, any particular group you would mention? Do you want to give a shout out to, especially in the, the SaaS or marketing space? Hmm. Um, a lot of the stuff Rob Walling does. Um, so he was, the, he was the original founder of Drip, email marketing service. He's got mm-hmm. some really cool um, communities, especially around his uh, microconf. It's like his SaaS conference. So he's got some okay. really good communities. I highly suggest checking out if you're uh, if you're into SaaS. And he's he's a big believer on the kind of like bootstrapping and going through that process of being an early stage founder and uh, you know growing from there rather than taking VC money. Sweet. I haven't heard of it yet, but I'm definitely going to check it out after this call. Yeah. So uh, awesome, Jack. This has been great. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time. And I know kind of the ideas you shared with us, um, the listeners are really going to love and get a lot of value out of. So uh, thank you again. And um, looking forward to chatting again soon. Yeah, thanks, Adam. The SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast is brought to you by Xamarin Digital Marketing. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in and keep on growing your SaaS.